This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Here in Toronto, warming centers now open in Toronto, and they're already packed. They've notified us that, like, they are full already. And uh, a new framework for how they're doing this sees them open at minus five, but because we're getting the kind of weather we are today, they have opened early and they're packed. Uh, you know, here in Toronto, we're sheltering 10,700 home pe- homeless people in shelters. We turn away 300 at least every single day. And we've got asylum seekers coming in every single day. And Toronto says, look, we don't even have a clear picture of what the need will be this year. But certainly the reality of things like the tents you see in parks, in wood, wooded areas, uh, in other cities, they're here to stay. They aren't going anywhere because there's no solution. Because a solution would have required politicians from, oh, I don't know, a couple of decades ago to invest in this and get it done. In London, there was an interesting court ruling that said the charter doesn't allow for evictions from parks. And so if a shelter space isn't available, the judge ruled, you can't move them out. they got a right to be there. So London is now dealing with its first winter with what they see as a compassionate but pragmatic approach in these city-supported encampments where they built portable toilets, wash stations, resources to keep tent dwellers clean and safe, even garbage collection, things like food and water, uh, safe supply. But is this permanent? Let's ask. Chantelle McDonald is a director of Service for London Cares and Greg Nash, London Inner Community Healthcare Center. Both of them join us now. Thank you both. Thanks for having us, Alex. Let's talk Good a little morning, bit Alex. about, because um, you really are the front lines on this, you know, the boots on the ground. Uh, Chantelle, I'll start with you. Um, how do you see this working? Because when I see this, I see this becoming permanent. But do you see this as a transition or is, it, or is it seen as just the reality of what we face? It's a good question, Alex. Uh, so we're utilizing service depots within the community of London, um, and they're not intended to be permanent. They're short-term strategies. So London is going through a system change, um, which is the Health and Homelessness Movement for Change, where we're looking at long-term uh, solutions such as hubs and housing, which includes highly supportive housing for our most marginalized in our community. So what are service depots, which are four sites adjacent to the river, um, are looking to provide is in the moment um, survival uh, equipment to individuals. So food, water, waste management, uh, harm reduction supplies and connection to service is exactly what these depots are doing. Well, we're continuing to work on the whole of community response. Yeah. And Greg, one of the things, I mean, it's just, it's, I think, normal um, when people react to this, they see and they say, well, hold on a second. People are living in parks now. Um, You know, this was not a thing five, six years ago, 10 years ago. They're there now. What's the reaction been like? Because I know that this is a flashpoint, not just in London. It's a flashpoint here in Toronto. It's a flashpoint in Hamilton. What is the reaction and how are you working with the neighborhood communities? Thanks, Alex. Great question. Uh, this is a new approach. Uh, we're in a pilot phase. We're trying to develop something that is compassionate 
and rights-based. We're using the National Protocol for uh, Homelessness Encampments in Canada, which is a rights-based approach to uh, supporting people who are living rough, who are living outside. Uh, there's been a mixed reaction. To the most part, though, as we're getting deeper into it, uh, it's very positive because we're providing human beings mm-hmm. with uh, basic needs. Uh, there also is clear protocols around it. People can't just uh, camp anywhere in any park. Uh, parks are meant for the enjoyment of the entire community, uh, for playgrounds, uh, recreation, uh, leisure, walking, all those sort of things. And some of our parks have been uh, are being utilized uh, by campers. Those parks uh, are clearly designated. We work with our partners across the community, including uh, police, bylaw, outreach, uh, health services, to ensure that uh, the camps are set up uh, safely. That includes keeping the camps small. We're not doing large uh, uh, multi-sector camps or multi-site camps. Uh, we're keeping them contained. We're ensuring people uh, are safe within the camps as best as possible. At the same time, as Chantel mentioned, trying to alleviate some of the suffering by providing basic needs. Yeah, I mean, look, we're still going to get a lot of people in. And so 300 turns into 400, turns into 500 very, very quickly. We have a cost of living crisis. We've got this asylum seekers coming in and we have decades of a lot of announcements, but no actual action from those in charge. This is why we're in this crisis. We just didn't build stuff. Having said that, Chantel, there will be people who say, look, I don't want San Francisco. I don't want these big cities where you've got people living all over. And so how do you contain it so that it doesn't turn into, let's say, or a normalization of these. Because I see this and I say, how in, in 2023 in a country like Canada are we allowing this to happen? I see it as a failure of society, but how do you then not normalize these things? Yeah, I think that there are a couple different pieces when we're looking at this. Uh, we don't want to work in encampments forever, and we don't want individuals to live in encampments. We want to get people indoors, wraparound supports with the hubs and the housing plan that we have. But this is a reality right now. Within our community, using the health and homelessness movement for change, we have individuals going to provincial partners, federal partners, and municipal partners to create awareness and then also try and get some support uh, for what we're doing in London so, so that we're not working in encampments because Individuals living in them deserve more uh, than an encampment, and our community um, deserves more. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, and certainly if you have addiction issues, you've got to have some stability. Because if you don't have stability, then you're not taking your medicine. If you're not taking your medicine because you can't find it in your backpack, or, or maybe you've lost it, or you have nowhere to put it. I mean, these are things that, you know, if we could just get some stability in life, this is one way to get them transitioned into hopefully getting back on their feet. But Greg, certainly... Uh, all municipalities will be watching the announcement today of, of what is going to be done um, as far as, you know, financial um, support from, from the federal government. What, what, is there a time frame for this? Like, what is the, the practical transition? And certainly I know that it's a pilot. you got to collect the data. But what is, in your mind, a, a proper transition yeah, you're spot on, Alex. The it, This has been a policy failure that's been uh, in the making for decades now. Uh, and uh, London has said enough is enough. Uh, our entire community has come together. So our municipality, uh, developers, business owners, residents, health sector, social services sector, 
uh, have all come together and said enough is enough. Uh, we're going to work together. We're going to uh, work with our federal partners and our provincial partners to come up with solutions. We're going to reorientate how we uh, uh, manage things locally and hopefully build an exemplar for other large urban centers to address this issue. Look, we've gone from having about pre-pandemic, uh, before COVID, mm-hmm. we've gone from having 125 to 150 people sleeping uh, rough a night with a pretty robust shelter system. During the pandemic and since, uh, we're now up to 700-plus uh, people a night sleeping rough in the streets of London. Uh, and we need to correct that. It's not acceptable. So we're locking arms uh, locally, and we're reaching out to our federal and provincial counterparts. This will take some time, though. Uh, it, it took decades in the making, as you mentioned, and it's going to take us a number of years to work out of it. So we see the Service Depot approach in supporting encampments as something that will be in place for a short time, uh, a couple of years, as we build out hubs to provide that support. So as you said, people transitioning off the street can get that stability they need. And then as they stabilize and move into appropriate housing, whether that's subsidized housing or either supportive housing or into private market. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you both for laying out how this will work and some of the issues. Uh, it is contentious and it certainly will get a lot of opinions, but I do. Uh, we'll follow along and, and see uh, where this takes us. But I appreciate your time. We look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you. That's Chantel McDonald and Greg Nash joining us. They are part of, you know, they're the boots on the ground. They're the ones who are out there trying to help homeless people, try to get them into a situation that's more stable. But there will be a lot of people saying, well, hold on a second. They tried this in San Francisco. We don't want San Francisco here. You know, we are not supposed to have people living in parks. I agree. Uh, But we also can't have people dying in the streets. And so you tell me there's new legislation as far as what, as soon as that judge made the decision that if you don't have shelter space, you cannot force people out of parks. It was a game changer. And so it sets the bar for the rest of the municipalities, whether it's Hamilton, Toronto, St. Cal- wherever. We see the tents in, in Toronto. They're not going anywhere. I don't think they're moving. 